In this edition of Hoopsology, we have a special episode as we welcome the directors of the Showtime documentary, Kevin Garnett, Anything is Possible, Eric Newman, and Dan Levin. This is a compelling chat as Newman and Levin go into the creative process of bringing KG's story to a wide audience. Then Newman goes into the creative process of how All the Smoke podcast was created. This is a fun chat, so without further ado, please welcome Eric Newman and co-director Dan Levin. They are the directors of the upcoming documentary, Kevin Garnett, Anything is Possible on Showtime. It premieres November 12th. We welcome Dan Levin and Eric Newman on Two Hoops Hoopsology. How's it going, guys? Great. Thanks for having us. Great, Justin. Well, Thanks, man. Sure. I appreciate you guys coming on here, and I've been really looking forward to this chat. And I'm excited about this Kevin Garnett documentary. And, you know, Kevin Garnett, I think, is not the most friendliest guy, at least to like just fans from the outset. So he can go over just the origin of how this project came together. And really, how was it like working with him? And what was kind of the vision going into getting this documentary into fruition? uh sure i'll 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 get it started uh sure. so you know dan and i go back uh you know 10 years and and we met uh you know his his father mark is the ep of this film and um they're a father-son filmmaking duo so i i met them both uh 10 years ago when i was shifting my career focus from basketball and doing creative on the side to really taking on producing and really trying to get in the lane to become one day a filmmaker and um you know, created a great bond with them, got to work on a really exciting documentary about uh, Lloyd Daniels um, back in the day. And that kind of started our bond. And uh, as you can tell from my hat and the uh, shade of green I chose today, I'm uh, a lifelong Celtics fan. So watching KG with the Celtics, I always thought if I ever can become a filmmaker, who better of a, of a subject could I one day tell the story of? and um you know spoken into existence but you know dan and i for years trying to figure out how do we collab how do we grow he's on his journey i'm on my journey and the timing got right where uh you know uh, mark levin got introduced to kg and his team i was working on the resurgence to marcus cousins documentary elevating my work with showtime dan was on his way as a filmmaker and uh and then from there and I'll, I'll let dan chime in from there you know we started to go to work on like what the creative vision for this could be and and how special of a story yeah i mean as eric said we've been working together friends for a long time obviously film and basketball is a common love and hobby and, and profession for both of us um and i say you know kg yeah i mean he he knew of blowback productions he knew of our work and i think the conversation just started that he is was starting a production company content cartel and we were aligned with with some of the people he was working with in la and we had a lot of common friends and he had a lot of documentary ideas that he wanted to pursue and you know me and eric were like i mean you haven't even told your story you know why don't we start there and I think everybody collectively was like, yeah, I mean, you know, your story is, is so profound and, and dynamic, you know, let's let's start there. And he sort of that wasn't the initial that wasn't the initial way we all got together. But I think we, we sort of had to sell him on him telling his story. And and then we, you know, brought it to Showtime and, and the rest is history. Yeah. And, and Justin, let me just say, like, there's a big difference between the Kevin Garnett that millions of people watched for two hours sure. a night as an NBA player versus Kevin Garnett, the human being, whether it was then or today. Like, these are completely different 
versions of himself. And he is, Dan and I have been blessed to work on exciting projects with talented people in multiple lanes, not just basketball, not just sports. And, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you know, I'll get a chuckle out of this. Like I, I've lost count of how many guys I've been able to interview and, and sit down with. And there's nothing like sitting down with Kevin because aside from just his passion and his energy, like he comes prepared. He comes ready to work. He's not in there saying, all right, uh, how long is this going to take? Get me out of here in an hour. Like <laughs> we're doing four hour, five hour marathon interviews, stuff in the field. Like he's all about this. And as Dan said, you know, he's been building uh, the groundwork for, for his production company. And we're building this beautiful partnership, both between blowback productions, which is the production company that, you know, Dan and his dad have been working on together for so long. Uh, along with what we're doing at Showtime and Showtime Basketball, which is you know the side that that I'm on uh, frequently across digital and all the smoke and everything else. So it was this beautiful convergence. But uh, Dan, if you remember, like the initial thing that they were laying out was it was all about like what happened after KG came into the league. And he didn't even want to talk about himself. He wanted to talk about all these things that were the result of the domino effect that he started. And we're like, OK, well, that makes perfect sense. But we've got to weave your story in because there's there's too much to leave out. And he's very, very, very humble. He's very confident in himself when it came to hoop and and being that guy. But he's very humble. And we got him to that point where we worked out that perfect balance in the creative. And, you know, we can talk more about the process of, of making the film and the journey and, and doing it under wild circumstances where our entire world changed. But. He, he's incredible to work with in, in every regard. Yeah. And I would just add one more thing to that. Yeah, you know, of course, I think one of the initial sparks, obviously when you meet him, I mean, he's such an amazing storyteller, you know, you sit down in a room with him and he can tell stories, you know, he can remember instances from his high school, from his childhood, you know, he can remember being on the floor with Kobe and whoever, you know, and he, it just comes back to him and the way he tells a story, you're just enthralled. And we were just like watching him tell stories and we were like, this, I mean, this is amazing. You know, I, I could watch this for hours and we would sit with him for hours and he'd tell us stories about his whole life and his whole career. And we were like, if we can capture this on screen, it's going to be wild. And sort of that was the initial goal was just to get him telling his story. The teaser trailer that you guys released, um, this featured kind of KG in that one shot and just his intensity is something that I don't think is has been replicated in the league. I mean, people speak about Kobe Bryant's intensity, but I don't think that matches Kevin Garnett's in terms of just how fierce of a competitor that um, he was on the court. Can you guys go into the origin of that and just where that comes from? Because I don't think pretty much in the history of the NBA, I can't think of anybody that kind of replicated that. You know, we haven't seen that since. We haven't seen that really before KG. So did he really go into where does, does that mentality, that intensity comes from? I think it's safe to say we know a, a lot about where that comes from. So uh, some of it we can share, um, sure. you know, some things that he shared with us that, you know, are just for us and not for the film. But, yeah. you know, if you know Kevin Garnett's story, you know that, you know, he's from South Carolina and he then spent his senior year of high school in Chicago. So we don't want to give too much away from the film, but to go from uh, a country kid from the South as a teen 
to a place like Chicago in the mid nineties and be at a place like Farragut, uh, not the easiest adjustment. And it really was for him at many times. And, and Dan, please, please expand on this. But for him, it was, it was uh, survival mode and, and learning how to navigate the day to day in a, in a urban environment like that, that for many, uh, especially on the West side of Chicago, uh, can be very dangerous. So he, when he got to Chicago, between his coach and his All-American teammate, Ronnie Fields, um, who many will remember from back in the day, it was the ideal fit. And one of the things that um, was driving him was, was what he had experienced in South Carolina and knowing that how he performs and what happens this senior year in Farragut is going to determine the future of his life. And that passion, that intensity, knowing everything's on the line, that has a lot to do with the foundation of that. Yeah. And I mean, well said. And I think, Dan, did I miss anything? No, I think one of the through lines of our film, which you'll have to, to watch is to try to find out where that intensity comes from. And, you know, the source of it and it, you know, it shifts over time, but I think a lot of the core of it is him, you know, trying to prove everybody that said he couldn't do this or couldn't do this, that, or be this or be that, or, you know, couldn't pass this test, couldn't get these grades. You know, you can't go straight from high school. Everybody that was telling him he couldn't do something, he wanted to prove them all wrong. And I think that sort of just became a, a rolling stone that just snowballed and it sort of just propelled him throughout his whole career. What was the um, filmmaking process like? You, you said you you were you know, making this film during kind of the pandemic and just COVID. What were the barriers that you had to encounter just to make this film possible? Uh, well, we started with one plan and we started principal photography and our shoot day started in January of 2020. So, you know, Justin, wow. to give you an idea of, how crazy this was. Our first two shoot days were January 24th and 25th, 2020 in Los Angeles, Friday, Saturday. We know what Sunday, January 26th was. That was the day that uh, nothing's felt right since, you know, I've had a few days that have felt normal, but nothing's really felt right since. So it was pretty crazy. Dan and I filming together and we're in the studio and then Saturday we're, you know, we're in Malibu on the beach filming this beautiful stuff with KG, literally 10 miles from where uh, the unfortunate tragedy happened the next day. Um, and, you know, we thankfully had a great shoot in Chicago uh, around All-Star in February when, you know, everybody saw him out there with the Hall of Fame and the, the, you know, the finalist announcement and there's all the smoke appearance. And we went with him to Farragut, which was just a, a thrilling day, him returning there. And then after that, the whole world shut down and changed. So Dan and I really had to think about how do we how do we stay on course, but reconfigure the plan as we go? Because we had hopes to do all of these scenes with Kevin and Kevin and Kobe and Kevin and Isaiah Thomas and Kevin and Doc and Kevin and Paul Pierce. So we had to recalibrate um, a lot of that strategy. And thankfully, as you know, Dan, please expand on this. We were still able to put together just a beautiful chorus of voices, both doing strategic in-persons and then also a, a bunch of really good remote interviews. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as Eric said, it's, it's sort of amazing that we got to start this film pre-COVID and, you know, getting to share that experience with Kevin, not only in L.A., but also in Chicago, you know, sort of being with him in these different locations and really just following him, you know, Doc Verite style, which was sort of an introduction to how our relationship with him in the film mode and, and uh, you know, just sort of being together. So it was great to have that in the can, at least initially. And then, the you know, the world shut down, COVID hit, and we had to figure out how to, like all productions did, how to, you know, slowly come back up in COVID, figure it out how to do it safely. We luckily had a wealth of material that we could start editing. So we, you know, we sort of started editing while the world was shut down and we started piecing it all together and started really coming in, you know, into focus what key characters, key voices that were missing and that we had to get next to sort of keep completing the film. So it was almost like a puzzle that, you know, we had to just keep pulling together, uh, which, you know, I mean, films, they never feel finished. So you're always doing it till, till the end. And there's still interviews that I wish we got and <laughs> scenes that I wish I'm, we got. I'm, I'm still texting Dan every other day. Can we get one more interview? But, but it's, uh, at some point you got to stop and, and just and say it's done. So. <laughs> But um, no, it was a wild experience. I mean, not only for us, for, for all of film production. And we did do in-person interviews, uh, you know, with testing. And, and, and we did remote interviews where we were basically interviewing over Zoom. And so it, it became a combination of both, um, which was a new territory for us and everybody. How was that process for you in terms of doing interviews over Zoom? Um, for actually a, you know, a featured documentary. Um, what, what were kind of the, were there any kind of snags or difficulties with that or did you kind of adjust on the fly? How was that adjustment for you? Well, I think the biggest thing, I mean, luckily, you know, we had, we worked with a lot of local regional talent that was, you know, wherever an interview subject was, we would get a camera person to sort of bring a camera package and set up and shoot the interview. So it was shot and, and lit nicely. And then we would remote in and I think, you know, the hardest thing about that is just, I mean, as we are here, not being in the same physical space as someone when you're talking to them, when you're interviewing them, you know, there is sort of a digital divide and to sort yeah, of yeah. Build, build up that rapport and and get comfort a comfortability going and, and just to get a conversation going, I think is, is harder that way. But, you know, ultimately we figured it out and now it's just commonplace to sort of do it. Yeah, we got really, we were really fortunate, Justin, with you know, so many of our subjects, it goes without saying, right? So many of our subjects, they care so much about Kevin yeah. and they want to be part of his story and they're so passionate about it. So whatever the process was of getting it done, like they were going to get it done with us, you know? And, and then from then, like I talked to Sam Mitchell today, like I still haven't met Sam in person, but I interviewed him <laughs> remotely and we had so many animated conversations leading up to it. And since then, and, you know, he had me on his radio show when we were originally going to try to get this out during the summer. And we've just built this great bond from afar. So we've been best case scenario with like what we got remote. We got Celtics media remote. We got Danny Ainge remote. We we got a, a lot of people remote where. And, and Dan has lived this, too, whether you're doing verite scenes, obviously you're in the room, whether you're conducting interviews like. I made my way doing like really deep athlete slash media interviews. And the key is being there together and, and yeah. being in that moment. And we were very fortunate that we really didn't come away from really any remotes feeling like, oh, that would have been so much better in person. Like 
we really got what we needed from from almost all of them. So we're very fortunate in, in that regard. Was there anything that surprised you when interviewing Kevin Garnett that the shot you that came out kind of came out of nowhere that was not in your research that you did prior to just um, talking with him? That we will, will that we'll see, or maybe not want to spoil it, but just like things that aspects of Kevin Garnett's personality that you know you mentioned earlier that are usually visible to the public. That I guess in this documentary that even shot you guys in terms of talking with him. No, we can't give any spoilers away. Sure. <laughs> but I think I think one of the things that was so incredibly impressive was, you know, he's a storyteller. You know, he's extremely passionate. You also know he's extremely funny. Yeah. His ability to pivot on a dime in the moment and it feels so natural is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever been in the room for, been a part of. And, you know, the way Dan and I work together and because of the subject matter, like we prep our interviews. You know, I'm the basketball encyclopedia for better or worse. And then Dan is always keeping me on track story wise. And we prep and we go over it together. And then we're on set like he's handling crew and look. And we're talking about that. I'm conducting the interview and then he's making sure look captures right but he's triple checking everything i'm doing so we have a great way of working together but when it comes to working with kevin like you've got your scripts and you've got your questions and your topics but you don't know where he's going to take you once you start those conversations and you've got to be really nimble and be able to react and you're, we're not just working from a script we're in conversation we're in story mode and we're exploring all those things so uh, that that for me is what is what stands out. Um, but I know Dan, your perspective on it is is unique as well. Yeah, I mean, I think his comedic timing. I think you know his his repertoire of impressions <laughs> that he does. You know, he is able to impersonate everybody. Um, and yeah, just his comedic his presence is like you know you feel like you're in the presence of 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 a great actor, of a great performer. You know, he's he's a performer on the court. He's a performer in front of the lens. You know, he's just you know, when you're in a room with him, you're just drawn to him and he, whatever he's telling you, he could be doing, you know, a math problem for you. And you'd just be like, wow, that's the most interesting thing I've, I've ever heard. So I think he's yeah. just an amazing, amazing storyteller. Yeah. I mean, Justin, he could make a, a, a menu at the most average restaurant sound like the most entertaining thing in the world. I mean, I had three hours with him the other day, just meeting on some other stuff we're developing um, and talking about the film and the lead up and stuff. And, you know, it goes by like it's, you know, 45 minutes and, you know, my abs hurt from laughing. My face hurts from laughing because it's just over and over again. And that, that that's who he is. And, and that's who he was from the first time we sat down to, to, to go over the vision. Um, the first meeting we had with Showtime was actually on the West Coast, and which is where I am now. Dan's back in New York. So Dan and Mark were on speakerphone, and I was trying to paint the picture for Dan. Like He could feel the energy through the phone, but he couldn't imagine the physical comedy that went along with Kevin just talking story and getting up from the table, and he'd literally have to get paper towels and wipe his sweat down. Like He's just he's that guy, and he's, he's one of one, man. He's one of one. Um, you mentioned the other supporting cast that you got to talk about, Kevin, Matt Barnes, Alan Iverson, Snoop. Um, what's their dynamic with Kevin? And just in terms, obviously, you know, with 
Barnes and Allen Iverson, you know, they played against them. But what about Snoop or any other celebrities? What was kind of, you know, their vibe with them without spoiling anything, just in terms of, you know, meeting them, their interactions with Kevin? Um, is it kind of the typical kind of athlete um, celebrity dynamic or they just, you know, two human beings hanging out as, as friends? What was kind of, you know, in terms of the people talking about Kevin? You mentioned that love um, just they have for Kevin Garnett. Can you just elaborate on that? Yeah, well, there's nothing regular about uh, KG Snoop in the same frame. I mean, it's <laughs> some of the most dynamic, fun stuff you can imagine. So that um, that was actually a huge break for us. We we did that during um, we did that during COVID. I had been out in LA. Dan was with me for a week in LA in June. I stayed for five weeks to try to get as many interviews as possible to kind of restart us um, after we shut it down after All-Star 2020. So, you know, the Snoop opportunity happened about 10 days after I got back to New York and we just said, okay, we've got a team out there. We'll remote in with direction, but we're gonna do a bunch of stuff with them together. And uh, I don't wanna spoil anything for the film, but them together is, is, is truly unique. They have a tremendous amount of love and respect for each other and you know, Snoop's a diehard Laker fan. So like that fun back and forth, um, Lakers Celtics is, is really great. And then, you know, AI was uh, in New York um, the same day he did his, his all the smoke taping. And uh, we actually got them on the phone for a minute and captured a moment between them. So there's a tremendous amount of love there. But, um, you know, I, I, I'll throw it to Dan. There's just so many standout voices and interviews here we could talk about our, our chorus of voices for days and that's really where we kind of closed the circle and made this really complete it's not just the dynamic voice of kevin garnett it's all these other really great voices as compliments in this story that really make this a, a very special uh, project and film i think yeah and i think the thing between kg and snoop i mean they both are such fans of each other and admire each other as artists. So, you know, Snoop is, a, I mean, Snoop is a huge basketball fan. So, you know, he had sort of questions and insight about, about being a basketball player and, and vice versa. You know, KG is a huge music fan and a huge fan of Snoop. So it was like, they were both sort of just interested in, in unre un unraveling the, the creative process in their own, in their own art, which I, which was fascinating. Um, I want to shift gears and Eric, I want to ask you specifically about all the smoke and Showtime really, you know, investing heavily in basketball. Um, when I think Showtime, I usually think boxing uh, or combat sports. Um, and lately, really, Showtime's been killing it in terms of this, their basketball content. So can you kind of go over just, you know, the origin of that? Why did Showtime decide to invest so heavily into basketball, especially since it's a premium television network? Um, so you don't necessarily associate the game of basketball with premium TV, but it seems like a perfect fit so far. Can you just elaborate on just like the creation of all the smoke and then just all the content that's coming our way? Sure. I mean, you know, Dan and I are very fortunate, I think, that our careers have evolved in this time where there's so many different ways to consume content and story, right? So, you know, when I made my career change and when he and I first met, this was, you know, early Twitter, early digital, um, 
30 for 30 was probably two years old at that point. So the sports doc boom had started and you had all these OGs who used to work at the leagues who are now doing these stories in conjunction with ESPN or HBO or Showtime. And they were all like, there were so many great stories, but they were all kind of like one-offs, right? So you look at the doc, the basketball documentaries that Showtime was doing previously, you have some really good titles. You have Kobe Bryant Muse, you have Iverson, you have um, uh, Shut Up and Dribble. Then, you know, Resurgence and Quiet Storm kind of were happening in parallel where uh, a, a peer of ours in the industry, Johnny Sweet, who was at Bleacher Report, was doing Quiet Storm. We were keeping an eye on it because we knew that was something we'd love to bring over and distribute at Showtime. My work with Showtime just as a, you know, outside producer working on specific stuff grew big time with the resurgence. And, you know, I have to give a huge shout out to both, you know, Stephen Espinoza and Brian Daly at Showtime. Um, you know, Brian and I have a great history. He's also a hoop head like we are. And we just started to think like, we could create a real ecosystem around this. And the question is, you know, how do we do it? And, you know, Steven Jackson had an unbelievable interview in Quiet Storm. Matt Barnes did an unbelievable interview in The Resurgence, which I was lucky enough to um, capture and drive with him. And those guys were doing a ton of TV, but as, as guests and nobody was looking at them as guys that could carry something. So, we were thinking about, okay, what could be a show digitally that could be a thing we can launch with? And then obviously Garnett was always the big goal for like the feature piece and to do continued work with him. So it was like, all right, how do we create uh, an ecosystem around this? And, you know, credit Brian for going to CBS and now CBS Viacom, getting the buy-in, taking the necessary steps to first launch the show. And then on the other side, it was Dan and I, you know, getting the KG pitch right to, to get that green lid on the film side. And then it was like, okay, now we see where this is going. So if you look at the Showtime Basketball YouTube page, we've amassed over a half a million subscribers in just over two years, starting from scratch, which is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, it's a real community of content. And what we did was we took the basketball properties that were just sitting on show sports with, you know, the trailers and the teasers and stuff. We moved those over to highlight those. And then we started to obviously get the great guests and the great build of all the smoke, which, you know, we knew we had something special. We just didn't know how quickly it was going to build. And it was like this convergence of all the smoke going and then KG starting to happen. And then the moment where they converge at all star and then, you know, as challenging as the pandemic was, both personally and professionally, we grew the show during the pandemic because everybody was home and all they wanted to do was be a guest on the show remotely. So yeah. um, it, it's been a real blessing for 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 all of us that it's worked out this way. And um, the scary thing is we're still just getting started. We're still just the beginning here. So I think this film is going to create a lot more excitement and opportunity around the platform but you know all the smoke is season three now and it's really exciting and uh we're continuing to move it all forward with this documentary and all the smoke i i think in podcasts in general i see content going more in an authentic direction compared to what you normally see on espn or sports talk radio um is that do you think i think the fans are going to gravitate towards instead of you know always watching first take 
you get the authentic experience, you know, via these mediums like all the smoke via these documentaries where these are authentic stories being told, even like players tribune, these are authentic voices being, you know, their opinions were being given without any kind of filter or any kind of like BS going on with what you normally see in the traditional media. Is that something that you're seeing increase as time goes on? And do you think eventually it's kind of going to be the dominant, you know, storytelling telling medium compared to what you normally see on, on a normal sports broadcast, you know, either five thirty or sports center or so on. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, Dan chime in, but you know, you said the key word storytelling, right? Like, watching two talking heads who didn't play in the pros or ever coach the game, watching them debate something that's a hot button topic that's designed to just get clicks. That's not storytelling. That's, that's revenue. That's, that's clickbait and it's revenue generation. And I experienced this, Justin, I was at Bleacher Report for two years during the team stream build leading the NBA. I unfortunately experienced it from that side where, great experience cutting my teeth and learning the industry and working with people like Howard Beck and working with people like Rick Buecher and then going over and meeting up with Dan and basically saying, I need to start telling some stories again and getting out of this NBA mold. But yeah, that's where it's going. And, and listen, good basketball analysis is good basketball analysis, whether it's a, a former coach or an analyst or a host who knows their stuff, but, the manufactured debate stuff, um, it's gotten really tired. And I, I love talking basketball. And, you know, if we started a basketball debate right now, I'd have a great time doing it. But, you know, do you want to hear about the KG documentary from the guys that directed it and produced it? Or do you want to hear it about it from uh, a, a sports doc film critic? And it's just their opinion on it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a similar comparison. But, you know, Dan and I, we have this common love for story for film you know dan is uh uh, much more mentally stable than me when it comes to basketball because it's just been part of my my lifeblood and and dna for so long but um yeah you want to hear it from the athletes and look at the stories that we've been able to tell through all the smoke because there's that trust and there's that comfortability there and that's what it is because we're not going to take even on our short form social stuff, we're not just putting something out there without context. You know what I mean? And and that is so important regardless of whatever we're talking. We're talking about healthcare, we're talking about politics, we're talking about policy, or we're talking about basketball. Um, and that's really important. So listen, we're, we're thrilled that a lot of people are trying to follow what we're doing. Um, and I tried to bring all my tools into that show in terms of a storyteller, in terms of a leader, in terms of someone who's led teams of coaches before or production teams. And, you know, Matt and Stack bring just an unbelievable level of trust and persona and their own experiences. And, you know, again, Brian Daly, you know, got the buy-in and and was able to figure out the resources we need. So it's been great. It's been great, you know, but these networks, as we know, and, you know, and Justin, this is your interview, but, you know, Dan, how often can you sit in a room with first take on before you've got to mute it? I mean, it's just <laughs> like sports center, sports center is no longer appointment television for us. It was when we were kids and in our twenties, but not anymore. But I think, I think to that point is that I think, you know, sports 
all sports are, are such a great lens to look at what's going on in culture. And I think that is really, and, and especially athletes taking over the narrative. And I think that's really, I think that's what we've done in some of our work. I think, you know, this KG film has, has aspects of that because, you know, it, it's not just about basketball. It's sort of the ramifications of what he did and how that reverberated through popular culture, through, through popular culture. So I think, you know, I think being able to use sports as a lens for all different kinds kinds of topics, you know, brings in a wider audience, and it's it's a it's a it's a widely interesting conversation that can go all over the place. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and hopefully, um, this medium continues because I think it's a must watch for um, every basketball fan just to get an insight into what these athletes go through on the court and off the court too, because you know. It, it, you know, these are human beings that are, you know, participating, you know, in high pressure situations and their stories are fascinating besides what happens in between, you know, the lines there. So um, I appreciate you guys just telling those stories and I appreciate you guys coming on to the show. Um, can you please let our audience know where they can find you on social media? Um, please let them know when the documentary is coming out. Um, let them know where they can find all the smoke and then anything else you want them to know as well. Uh, this is Dan Levin. Twitter, Instagram, Dan Livin, D-A-N-L-I-V-I-N. Uh, I'm on the internet. I'm around, and we're telling <laughs> stories. Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. November 12th, it will be on Showtime. Hope you tune in. Dan Livin, always living. Uh, don't know if you <laughs> broke up there. So Kevin Garnett, anything is possible, premiering Showtime Friday, November 12th. Um, I still got that coach persona to me, so Twitter, Coach E New, uh, Instagram where I do more of my uh, film content sharing at E New Films E N E W F I L M S, and um, yeah, all the smokes in season three, and we actually just welcomed Paul Pierce, who right. is a tremendous interview in our film. We just welcomed him to the Showtime Basketball platform, and actually today is Paul Pierce's birthday, oh, Doc wow. Rivers' birthday, and Jermaine O'Neal's birthday. So shout out to that. Uh, triumphant who have all been guests on all the smoke. And at one point we're all uh, with the Celtics with, with KG the year Jermaine was there. So um, yeah, that's where you can find us. And um, you know, we're just super excited about, you know, it's been a long journey to, to getting here and getting to this finish line. And we've all lived through so many different feelings and emotions since our world has all changed, um, you know, in, in 2020. And we just hope this can be a, a real positive, both in the basketball world and the storytelling world as we move forward. And, you know, the title says it all, anything is possible. And, and Kevin Garnett is, is truly an inspiration, not just in basketball, but in, in life going after what you, what you really want to achieve. So uh, thanks for having us, Justin. This was, this was great. Thanks for coming on Dan and Eric. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.